When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview, and we are previewing the huge, gigantic, enormous Steelers versus Browns AFC North matchup coming up this Sunday at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, and who else to do it with? And the three amigos, and that's Brian Anthony Davis. What's up, Brian? What can Brown do for you? Hopefully not much, my friends. Hey, it is it is great. I'm so glad to be back here talking about a game in just a couple of days instead of a bye week. If it's Brown, flush it down is what we always say. Dave Schofield, what's going on? So we're the three amigos, not the three caballeros or whatever else you're going with. I, <laughs> Donald Duck was one of them. I don't know. That That's where my mind goes. Hey, let's, let's talk Steelers football. Ooh, yeah, I'm ready for this. Yes, absolutely. I want to ask you all a question before we get into the uh, actual title of the podcast about this kind of this road, this this game feeling like a crossroads for the Steelers and which way they go is any anyone's guess. But I want to ask you all. So we are entering week eight and I asked this question to Michael Beck, blue check back on my ride or die podcast for Friday. Have your expectations for this season changed at all between now and even three weeks ago? If it could be for better or worse, doesn't matter. Uh, have your expectations changed at all? And if so, how? Brian, we'll start with you. Certainly they have. The reason they have is because when they were losing that game against Green Bay, 
in a game where they started off and showed that they can do some things in that game. But the way they looked at the end of that game, you just felt defeated and it felt like it was 1986 all over again. And it felt like they were playing for a draft pick, even though the players don't play for a draft pick. It just didn't feel like there was that much hope. But those two games, the way they battled and in recent history with the Steelers on how they battle after tough starts and thinking about stuff like 1995 and 1976 and the even 2002 and the Tommy Maddox year with a one and three start, you start thinking about that and you feel like they the light's coming on a little bit more and not dimming. So with that being said, yeah, that's why I'm excited for the stretch. And we'll talk about more about this game later on, but the games that come after that make you feel that it's a possibility that magic could happen. Dave, what about you? Expectations change any positive, negative? If so, how? Yeah, it's, and I've, I've said this a lot, uh, but I, so I'm going to go with the answer that I've given a lot. My expectations have changed in that even though we want to, I don't want to look more than one week ahead. I don't, you know, it, it's easy to say, oh, and we're going to talk about this with the crossroads and it's true, but at the same time, nothing matters two weeks from now. If, if things don't go right in this week, you know what I'm saying? Well, even That's, on a game by game mm-hmm. basis though, like have, do your expectations for the Steelers as a team heading into this game, have they changed in terms of your overall expectations for even game by game? since the start of the season, since the three-game skid, since the two-game, yeah. like, what is it? And that's what I was going to say. It's that as this team has come along and you see where they, where their strengths and weaknesses are, then you want to go into each game saying, oh, I want to see improved play from the offensive line. I want to see the Steelers, you know, secondary, not give up big splash plays, you know, things like that, that it, it change, changes here and there. I mean, think about it. It changes so much. There is no way anyone from week five said go said going into week six, the Steelers need to improve their tackling. They missed like three tackles in week five. They, they did great at tackling. Week six, not so much. So what's everyone saying now? Man, they really need to improve their tackling going forward. It changes so much week to week. No, you're right. And so let's talk about the the crossroads. The Steelers find themselves in a crossroads here in this game. Brian, in your opinion, how big is this game? Is it just another week eight game or is it, and it's a divisional game, but seriously, like what is the magnitude that they're facing this week? This is a week 15, week 16 game in my mind because it is absolutely huge to me. One, it's Cleveland. There's a lot of emotions when you're playing the Cleveland Browns, especially recently with that loss in the playoffs, with the uh, even with the loss with Mason Rudolph just uh, a couple weeks before in week 17, or actually a week before in week 17, and going back to that that november 14th disaster with the helmet swinging there's a lot of emotion in this there's even emotion from the december 1st game when the steelers got the revenge from the helmet swinging and uh freddie kitchens even though he's not with the team was uh bad mouth in the steelers at a at a mr rogers uh movie premiere so you know there's there's bad blood here so this is just not another browns game but this is the fact that they need to go ahead and win this game to stay relevant in that division. Um, was it, I listened to so many podcasts today and I, uh, I think I'm going to attribute this to Dave when I say 
did he say on the stat geek this morning something along the lines they're out of it if they lose this game or was that on uh was that, that sounds michael like beck? that sounds like a michael beck that was <laughs> not yeah that was not <laughs> yeah, okay yeah. <laughs> that honestly that that sounds like a know your enemy statement if you yeah it's reeks, I, that reeks of beck <laughs> I, I, I come to think of it it was i i actually listened to that show if hey get a chance go back and listen to that show that was that was fun oh, listen to part two yeah <laughs> that, was, that, that was great it was it was a phenomenal show and uh the guy from Cleveland makes you, he was good, but he makes you hate Cleveland more and more. <laughs> so I, was, I, was I just couldn't stand to listen to someone from Cleveland. I wanted to hear Jeffrey and Mike, what they had to say. And oh, Jeffrey, he went on, he went on and on for a little bit there for a while. It, it was, yeah. It was oh great. yeah. It was, it was a badass grant, but all I'm saying about this is okay, say that again, a little bit slower. Bad-esque. 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 Rant. Okay. Yes. Make oh, it I see what it could have sounded like. Because <laughs> I've been, I don't know. Somebody's told me that I've been known to rant before. And, and I, it's news to me. I haven't had a yeah. good one in a while. Maybe I, I need to get excited. I have. All you have to do is not, all you have so, to do is call really, at the end of the first half with over a minute left. I'm oh, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> or just say one word. I've heard Dave. Wildcat. 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 Sorry, so Brian. I didn't want to get you off say this. No problem. Dave mentioned that you can't look ahead, but you kind of you kind of look ahead just for the fact. Not you know you're you're going to do whatever you can to beat Cleveland, but you've got to know that if you don't beat Cleveland, what's gonna what's gonna happen behind you? I mean, ahead of you could be preparing for a new season because you're going to be mired in fourth place. So that's the thing that you've got to look at. So that's why this is so important. But when I say you kind of got to look ahead because you know if you beat Cleveland, you can take care of business a few times in November because there's four more games in November after this because this is a November game, but it practically is because when you wake up the next day, it's November. So it's, it is it is huge. Beating the Browns who said that they've they've solved you who are convinced that they solved you their fans are obnoxious and they've woken up because it's like yeah who who woke up the gimp and yeah you woke up the browns fans so with that being said you know i just feel that this is the game you've got to win so when jeff is on the uh let's ride saying that basically this is the most important game of the season right now it's yeah it's it's big I'm thinking Dave's not going to go as far as saying it's week 15 or 16 of magnitude. But Dave, what's the magnitude for you entering this week eight game? Well, it's funny because I understand what Brian's saying with that week 15 or week 16, but those types of games are only be only what they are because of what you did to get there. This is a big get there game. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't take care of this now, you you could be in trouble at week 15 and 16. To me, this is the game that's going to determine every, your trajectory from here. And you're like, well, isn't that every game? But this one means even more. Because are you going to be playing catch-up at the bottom of the division, having to go and need help, or are you right back there and know that you can take care of your business along the way and it's going to be taken care of? Does that make sense? I think it makes sense to Steelers Nation. I hope it makes sense to you guys that it's the whole notion of you've got to, if, if you don't have this one, you're putting yourself in that position. I'm going to give you an example. 
although I'm going to use a week 16 example, so that I understand. But look at 2019 when Ben Roethlisberger was out, when the Steelers went to New York to face the Jets. If they win that game, they're in control of what they're doing. If they lose that game, then they've lost their control. And that's what made it so important. And even though it's early and it's not like you can't recover, it would take so much to recover. So you really are, are going to get to choose your own destiny with this one because you're either going to be in a position where you get to you get to drive the train and be in a good shape versus, man, we just hope other people are faltering along the way and we can pull stuff off. That's just kind of how I see it. No, it's, it's a gigantic game. Anyone that says different, I mean, you could you could definitely make the case there's 10 games remaining after this one, and there's definitely time to make up for one loss. And a lot of things can happen. The Browns could hit a skid, or you know, uh the Steelers could Browns get a hot. skid. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad you brought that one. So uh still uh, skid mark. Anyways, um uh, yeah, so this game is there's, it's tough for me to put a huge, I mean, I know it's a big game. And if the Steelers win this game, like Dave said, and Brian said, you're, you're set up, like you're setting yourself up for success rather than having to rely on others at times to possibly help you out. But isn't there a part of you that is just kind of like, well, I mean, if they lose this game, the season's not over. I feel like some yeah. people are setting this up for that. Yeah, They're setting this up for if the Steelers lose, they're done. Like, how could you say that? Like, Brian, is there a part of you that feels that way? You're putting yourself in a huge chasm and getting out is, is going to be dangerously tough. Now, have we seen the Steelers at three and four make the Super Bowl? Yeah, we did. We saw that in 1995. They were three and four, and but that was a different team than what this is. I don't, uh, I don't see Greg Lloyd and Kevin Green and LaVon Kirkland and and Carnell Lake on this team right now. You have some guys that that are heroes, but that was that team was set up a whole lot more and had less question marks. They were just underachieving. So that's the thing. You you put yourself in a three and four hole against with Cleveland ahead of you owning a tiebreaker for the time being, with Cincinnati ahead of you owning a tiebreaker, and then two games against Baltimore coming up. Yeah, you're. Uh, I mean. We talked about this last week. You're not saying last rights yet, but you might be calling the family in soon. Gosh, it's still only week eight. Dave, what do you think? This game feels like when the Steelers went to Baltimore last year, the first time they faced it, you know, in Baltimore, that it's like, you know, it's hard to beat a quality opponent in their house. So if you get that win, then you the, then you ha just have a little bit more breathing room. And now, I would see this exactly the same way going to Cleveland if the Steelers would have been able to take care of Cincinnati at home, which they didn't. So now that's – see, every little division game puts you in that situation. I mean, this game wouldn't need mean nearly as much and could be one that you could recover from so much more if you weren't already – 0-1 in the division and 0-1 at home in the division. Sorry, as I lose my phone. <laughs> no, that's okay. So, yeah. All right. So, this game, ginormous. Ask you all a question I put on my Twitter feed. to. This was earlier today. I was leaving work. 
which quarterback do you want to face if you had to choose? I know Dave's answer, but Brian, if you had to choose Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum, your boy Case, that's your boy Case. Do you want to play Case or you want to play Baker? I'm going to play Baker. Why? Any particular reason? Because you have a better chance of getting him to turn the ball over. You have a shorthanded guy in Case Keenum. And, you know, that's, I know what Dave's thinking right now that uh, I just said this on the, on the uh, Steelers stat geek today. Yeah, I listen. Um, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, but I, I really think that uh, with that offensive line and what they need to do, I think they're better off. The Browns are better off with Case Keenum this week against the Steelers, because if you get Baker Mayfield in there, in there and he's trying to chuck the ball with a bad shoulder and he's beat up and he takes a hit from Highsmith, he, uh, he takes a jarring hit from Cam or, or somebody like that, and he could unravel in a hurry. I think he is I think he is more capable of unraveling than Case Keenum is. I think Case Keenum is a veteran. You've, you saw him lead a team to not just the playoffs, but a miracle win in 2017 in the playoffs against that Stefan Diggs play. With Minnesota over New Orleans, this guy, this guy is tough. He's he's a quality backup, and I think that uh, I think what I saw against Denver last week, if that running game could get going, then all he has to do is just manage. Baker won't do that. Baker will will try to be Baker, and he will against a good defense. He could make mistakes. You're right. That Twitter poll that I ran uh, is only, I don't know, seven hours old, almost a thousand votes. 69% of the people that voted want Baker Mayfield to play over Case Keenum. Uh, Dave, go ahead. I was shaking my head at Brian because here, here's why. Jeff, your your wife was is was and is quite the volleyball player, right? And I, yeah. so I'm going to use a volleyball analogy. Okay, yeah. you've got you you've got setters and you've got spikers. Okay, hitters, Brian, yeah. he just get what's that? Hitters, I didn't call whatever. him the right thing, did I? Right? <laughs> Who cares? I'm, I'm not a volleyball connoisseur, but but Jeff gave you the perfect set for a three word answer for you to come in for the kill. And 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 we got the soliloquy. Okay. The, the answer is this: three words. Baker Mayfield sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think you need to throw in the yeah. That, those three words are great. Those three words are great. That's I love those. Words. Shaking my head. I'm like, and I love those words. Say Baker Mayfield sucks. No, sorry. But go ahead. You have to also remember that Baker Mayfield was the one that came to Heinz Field and beat them in the playoffs. However. I got to get to him on that one. He did. He did. But I'll take a banged up Baker Mayfield over a healthy Case Keenum any day of the week. Mm. Remember last year in Heinz Field was when he had the rib injury and they hit him. And every time they hit him, you could just tell it was hurt. And he didn't finish the game. And he didn't finish the game. The same thing will happen. Now, do you also think that Stefanski is just kind of like toying with the Steelers a little bit? There's some video of baker throwing at practice he's been limited the last two days in the injury report dave what do you think i know i know you want to see baker but you think stefanski's just kind of toying with the steelers and it's really going to be case absolutely i think he started it i think coach tomlin you know he 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 started you know toy with him coach tomlin toys back he's like when he breaks down <laughs> the the browns offense in the 
press conference, which, you know, so much about that press conference was great. But he's there. He's talking about the great offensive line. He's talking about the running game. He's talking about the the, the quality players on the outside, what he said, they're eligibles. And then he gets the quarterback. I think I said this on Stat Geek, and he's like, yeah, it doesn't matter which guy it is. <laughs> I mean, he basically is saying that he doesn't care which one it is. And they're like, okay, if you don't care, then we're really going to try to hide it and everything. And I mean, honestly, it it doesn't. I If I'm the Steelers, I'm preparing for Case Keenum. And if Baker Mayfield plays, I'm just even more ecstatic. That's, that's just me. But that's because... I covered it a lot on StatGeek. So, because Baker Mayfield sucks. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I covered a lot on StatGeek. So, if you want to know even more, go ahead and check. I I ran the numbers of the guys. So, if you want the numbers, they're there. But Baker Mayfield does maybe have a greater potential to come out and just do the big things, but he's got so much more of the potential to come out and blow it and throw and throw the big interceptions. Case Keenum is going to be your more steady middle-of-the-road guy that, you know, he can still give you the great plays, but he's going to really reduce the number of bad plays. I like it. I agree, 100%. Connor Eddie gave us $1.99, put it in the tip jar. Thank you very much. Says, Do we see a two-back scheme this week with Anthony McFarlane Jr.? Most people don't know he's a junior. Ant Mac. I'll start with Dave here. What do you think? Any way they go two-backs? Everyone's, and a lot of Steeler fans have been asking for this. I don't know where people are getting this notion from. I just don't see if they do, you're not going to see much. I mean, we don't even see two backs with a running back and a fullback. You know what I'm saying? Um, enough. I don't, I, I just don't see that that's something that they're going to try to do, but if they did, it would be, I would be so surprised. I also think their opponents would be surprised as well. So, you know, maybe it's something that could work. I just, it's not something I'm looking for. Brian, what do you think? Unlikely being first week back. Yeah. How much if, can I ask you all a question? How many running backs does a team need on the 53 man roster? Like they keep four. Like who's not getting a helmet? Brian, That's going to be my question. Are they going to yeah. keep one of them from having a helmet? They have to. There's no way they dress for Brian. Who do you think doesn't get a helmet? Let's assume one doesn't. Who's your guy that doesn't get one? Kalen Balazs. Ugh. Because does he plays, does he play special teams? Not, Not as, as much, much as Benny Snell. Uh, Benny Snell, excuse me. Benny Snell Jr. <laughs> does, and and Benny Snell, he uh, he had a secret meeting with Daniel McCullers, and he has the naked pictures now. The USB drive has been given from way to slid it across the table. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dave. What do you so, think about the active inactive? Okay. You're getting a Dave answer because you're asking Dave, right? I mean, and it's, it's what, in, and it's, it's inactive. What, it's an it's active what, question. It's, it's what, it, yeah, and it's about the inactive. <laughs> so you know, it's kind of my thing. And you're going to get a Dave answer because I don't want to disappoint the fans out there that want to complain about a Dave answer. Okay, it ultimately comes down to how far into the depth chart the Steelers believe Anthony McFarland is, because if he's up to number two. Then the guy that gets that is inactive is most likely what Brian says, Balage, because Snell gives you better quality of special teams. And that's something you need from your number three running back. Okay. Honestly, if McFarland's only going to be number three, he might even be the guy that doesn't get the helmet. If he's not ready to step in, because he doesn't do special teams. 
So if he's not ready to step into the number two role, that's the reason why McFarland only dressed for 11 games last year is because he didn't, other than them occasionally use him as a kick returner, he doesn't play anything else on special teams. So if he's not ready to be number two, then I don't even know if he gets a helmet, but I think I, I'm hoping he's ready to be that number two by this point. We just really don't know because I mean, is Zach Banner ready to step in and, and, and be a starter on the offensive line? We don't know how the Steelers view these guys coming off of injuries. Well, let's also remember that, you know, Banner wasn't active his first game back off the IR when against Seattle, they're both coming from knee injuries. McFarland said that he tore his MCL, I believe, or something like that, or partial tear. It Mm -hmm. it took time to, so there, there's a chance that McFarland's inactive. And if you look at what the Steelers have done and, you know, they, they didn't cut a running back for a reason. So they, they, they cut Jalen Samuels in the practice squad, but they didn't cut an active running back. They put Carlos Davis on IR, which Dave and I have been screaming about for the last like, three yeah. weeks. So what are they doing week two? Now, here's my question. It could, if it ever happens, if it ever happens, let's say the Steelers have no reason to make any other roster moves between now and when there could ever, maybe by the end of the season, have a return of Stefan to it. To me, then that's when you move a running back off the roster. Yeah, for sure. Just because the whole defensive tackle running back swap that they did. So, right. yeah. But we don't know if that will ever happen. We, we still don't know. All right, I want to ask you all a question. Which is the bigger concern for you all going into this week? Is it the Browns' defense, which is pretty stout, at least statistically, or is it the Browns' rushing attack? Which is the bigger concern? You got to pick one. Can't ride the fence like Dave always does. Brian, what do you think? I'm more concerned about the rushing attack. I, Even if I Chubb feel, doesn't play or is limited, he's been limited the past two days in practice. Well, um, I just recorded the pregame show, and it's not Chubb that Kevin Smith is worried about. It's that offensive line. And we saw last week against the Denver Broncos what that offensive line could do with D. Ernest Johnson. Jeff Hartman, you can get through those holes. Dave Schofield, you can get through those holes. That uh, That's a very that's good a offensive line. Hole. And yeah, yeah, but they're, they're making them. I mean, they've got guys like Jedrick Wills, and and now they're getting Conklin back. It's, it's a really good offensive line that they put together there, and that's what's uh, – that's what's going to give the Steelers problems the most. I think that the the running game is getting better. I realize how good that front seven and how good that defense is, but I would be more concerned about that because here's the thing. You have a better chance of uh, having some still completing passes if the running game's not going. I, I know you want the running game to help set up the pass and do that, but you can still – They've won games with a bad rushing attack. But if you can't stop a guy like Chubb or Dearness Johnson and they keep moving the chains and they're reeling off nine nine play, 10-minute drives, and they're the time of possession with a running team like that could be overwhelmingly in the Browns' favor, then that's what's going to kill you more than anything, especially in the fourth quarter if they're still running the ball and you need to get the ball back to try to score and they get the ball back with six minutes and they just drain it. Good point. Now, Dave, they did have some injuries on their offensive line. Do you want to mention those? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, for example, 
Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills were both limited on Thursday. J.C. Treader, the center, um, he did not practice. Um, people were worried about Nick Chubb. Brian's right. I mean, maybe I should even say Kevin's right um, if, if from doing the, the pregame show. You should be more concerned about who's who's available in their offensive line than you are who's in the backfield because if the offensive line is there and I mean they even had offensive line out last week and they still were able to do what they did so yeah it's that's that's a do you want me to answer the question now yeah please do because it's one a and one b because those two things since Brian went with 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 the running attack I'm go I'm gonna go with the defense worried or concerned about their defense that you know because I mean if you get beat by their running attack then the next week you just have to come out and play another game if you get beat by their defense you might have to be get ready for another quarterback to play the next week if you know what I'm saying it's more of a long-term issue that of being able to you know of not getting Ben Roethlisberger killed in this game but at the same time, as even though it's concerning, the Steelers were also supposedly going up a, against a really good defensive front in the Denver Broncos, and they kind of had their way with them. Now, I think this, this Cleveland front is better, in my opinion, but it's not beyond the realm of possibility for them to step up. But it, it's going to take great play across the line in order to do that, and that's why I'm going to go with having to stop that defense, particularly the defensive front. You bring up the defense, and Dave, you and I both covered these average statistics in this week's episodes of My Let's Ride and Your Stat Geek. The when I look at the defensive rankings for Cleveland, and you're talking about like top ten, top five, and then you get yeah. to points. Like, how do you explain? Yeah, that? I don't. I get mean, I literally have tried to put wrap my head. They're they're giving up twenty three point six points per game, is what I saw, and it was like eighteenth in the league or seventeenth or eighteenth, I believe. Um, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that you're like two ranked second in a lot of And I mean, I would have to go down and break down the individual drives. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's yeah. what it would take. And frankly, I don't want to look at the Cleveland Browns that depth, <laughs> if you know what I mean. That it's like, you know, but the Steelers had a tendency to do that sometimes with their defense. Like if they gave up a first down, they were giving a, in a drive, they were giving up a bunch of them. Or they were holding him to a three and out. It was either night and day, hot and cold, things like that. Also, the Browns have seven turnovers on the season. I don't, I haven't been able to look up and see what's their, what are they giving up in points off of turnovers? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are they setting up the other team to score points in that way? And that's why, because yeah, I mean, I thought that was crazy. I mean, they're not even in the top half of the league in, right. in points given up when they're like top five for both run yardage and total yardage and top 10 for passing yardage. And then they're not even the top half of the league for, for points. It is crazy. So I'd have to go back and look and that. And that makes me have to look at more yeah, of do disgusting that. brownish orange uniforms than what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. All right. Uh, one last question before we take a break. Motivation. And these guys are pros, but how much, motivation the Steelers have going into this game on Sunday, in your opinion, Brian, we'll start with you. I think plenty because just that last game, 
I think there's so much that uh, I think this rival rivalry is a little bigger for the Steelers than it was just a year ago. It, uh, you know, they call it Browns. They call it uh, Steeler week in Cleveland. They really don't call it Browns week that much here, unless we want to make it a bigger deal being the media or, um, or, or anybody that covers the team. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that the, the Steelers are motivated by that sick feeling of what these guys came into their house and did to them. So that's motivation enough. Dave, what do you think? Motivation wise. It's because the Steelers are the number one rival of every other AFC North team. That's why coach Tomlin focuses so much on it's an AFC North game. It's AFC North football. I think the Steelers look, that's how they look at the entire division. So yeah, for some of these guys, I mean, Chase Claypool even, you know, brought it up that, yeah, you know, they got the best of us in the playoffs. So this would be nice to get back. But like coach Tomlin brought up, there's a lot of guys on this team that that doesn't mean anything too, because they weren't here last year. Yeah. You know, so it's it's AFC North ball. That's that's the that's Steeler fans. They you should understand that it's AFC North ball because those three other teams all hate you more than anybody else. So you've got to be ready for it. AFC North football in the kitchen. That's my time. <laughs> There's something with the kitchen. He said he said that one time. Is like that it's it's hot in the kitchen and AFC North balls in the. I don't know. At least you didn't always, say it was a fart in a skillet. Yeah. <laughs> I still will take Keith Butler over anybody. I no, love no, him. Land. Hey, I know, I know, I know. Okay. But Keith Butler saying dag gum, we gotta yeah. dag gum, tackle them, dag gum, get them dag gum football. That's hysterical. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> I've got a buddy that thinks he uh he looks like Mr. Green Jeans from uh the Captain Kangaroo show. And so I looked <laughs> him up, I'm like, oh my gosh, he really does look like Mr. Green Jeans. I will say this though about Coach Green Jeans. Coach Green Jeans. I will say this about motivation as professionals. If you need to be, if you need external motivation, like that's a problem. Like that's a serious problem. That doesn't mean that you're not thinking about last year and it gives you a little bit extra. Maybe you're staying in the weight room a little bit longer, you're studying a little bit longer, you're really putting uh, the emphasis on the details. But my goodness, I mean, I used to say it to high school kids. Like if you have to get amped up for a playoff game, there's something wrong with you. Like that's, that's the pinnacle of your sport. So you should already be motivated. So I don't think that's a problem with Mike Tomlin teams. All right. We're going to take a quick break. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, don't go anywhere. We won't be going anywhere, but if you're listening on podcast form, head over to part two, we're going to talk about over under, we're going to be talking about Melvin Ingram and we're going to be giving our predictions So stay tuned. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.